2: Got to get over to Yahoo, and they are running it back on the $1 million baller contest. No management fees. And what does that mean? They are paying out a million dollars. Whether they fill this baby or not, there is a million dollars in the prize pool. There is no money taken out by Yahoo. Absolutely cannot beat a rake-free tournament. Don't see many of these in the industry. So make sure you get over there and check them out. Got plenty of stuff on Roto-Grinders to get you ready over on Yahoo Plus. I'm going to give you six of my favorite plays to get you ready over in that tournament. So again, $1 million baller tournament, no managing fee, a.k.a. no rake. Love it. Let's get over there and play some Yahoo. Now, let's get you some plays here. We're going to start, I mentioned a running back I think is underpriced. We're going to go with Todd Gurley, just $18. So I know this is one of the more spirited debates that we have had, both through the preseason and through week one. You're either pro-Gurley or you're anti-Gurley. There doesn't really seem to be in middle ground. But when I get a price like this on Todd Gurley, I'm intrigued. I've been more in the anti-Todd Gurley camp. But I'm coming over to the dark side at just $18. Average almost 7 yards per carry in that first game. Went over 100 total yards, so it's not like he did nothing And I know Malcolm Brown got the touchdowns. Is he the goal line back? Those were drives that Malcolm Brown was already in on. So I think we're overreacting a little bit there. Sure, Brown's going to be involved, no doubt. Brown is going to get some goal line carries. Absolutely. But against New Orleans, I think there's room for both of these guys to put up a big game. Saints allowed the fourth most rushing yards last week, and that was to the corpse of Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Now you get Todd Gurley here eighteen dollars way too cheap potential shootout here multiple touchdowns would not surprise me i'm gonna dive in a lot of people are hesitating they're not sure they don't want to pull the trigger you're gonna get lower ownership here again can't stress enough how good this price is on yahoo at just eighteen dollars all right let's go to the wide receiver position we're gonna get a sunday night play for you here with calvin ridley twenty one dollars So another great part of Yahoo, you get the Sunday night game included in the main slate. And we could really have a shootout here in this one. Philly and Atlanta, the total well over 50. And we look back to last week, Washington did a lot through the air. Terry McLaurin looked good. Trey Quinn scored a touchdown. So that secondary, definitely the most vulnerable part. Of this Philadelphia defense. The front seven looks solid. I think they're going to be good. The back end of this defense is going to be bad. We saw a lot of this last season. We're going to see a lot more of it this season. And I think there's an edge to playing these Sunday night guys. Not that they're going to be no ownership on them, but a lot of people, when they're doing their research, they're looking at the main slate, especially anyone playing Vandal, DraftKings, and Yahoo. They're looking at that main slate. They're not factoring in. That Sunday night game. So you get a little bit lower ownership here. The old Sunday night hammer, as we used to call it when these games used to be included, on all the sites. You still get that here on Yahoo. And Ridley, off to a good start. Scored a touchdown. We know that's what this guy does. Touchdown now in three straight games dating back to last season. But I want to expose this Philly secondary. You can absolutely do it with Julio Jones. But Calvin Ridley, $15 cheaper. Love the value here. And a potential shootout with the Eagles here. In week two. All right, let's spend some money here at the running back position. We're gonna go with James Conner, $31. So, as the graphic says, the Steelers onslaught continues. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you did not watch the FanDuel and DraftKings video. So, get over and make sure you do that. Posted on Roto Grinders and on YouTube. Remember, we'll have two videos per week. But I love the Steelers here, and you're asking, well, how can you have the pass catcher, the quarterback, the running back? I think there's enough meat on this bone against Seattle where all these guys can be productive and even all three in the same lineup is not out of the question here my favorite game stack of the week is going to come from this game and i want exposure to james Conner. i don't want week one to affect my thinking on this pittsburgh steelers offense we know new england very good against the pittsburgh steelers they always playing well for them they always seem to shut this offense down well now you go home checks one box here a home favorite you get a high total game check box number two You get a bounce back candidate where everybody looked at week one. It was an island game. It was on national TV. Everybody saw that game. They're going to write off the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's a mistake. James Conner looked good with the touches he had. And we know he's going to be highly involved in both the passing game and the running game here. I think Pittsburgh goes bonkers here at home against Seattle. Whether it's Ben, Juju, Conner, or all three of them. Loving them here. With James Conner being my favorite here on Yahoo! at just $31 all right I promise you a high ceiling play at minimum price we're going to go to the wide receiver position with Miko Hardman of the Chiefs just $10 so this is one of my favorite if not my favorite high risk high reward play not a guy I'm throwing in my cash games but a guy that gives you a massive ceiling in tournaments we know Tyreek Hill will not play in this game we know they drafted Miko Hardman to be Tyreek Hill insurance so kind of fills that similar role, was in on 78% of the Chiefs' snaps in Week 1. So an encouraging sign. The box scores look ugly, and anyone looking at the box scores is saying, Beer, why the hell are we playing this guy a goose egg in Week 1? Well, you get that recency bias as well. You know, I always talk about overreactions to Week 1, guys that didn't do much. You can get some leverage here in Week 2, and I think Hardman is going to be one of those guys. And this is another game. I keep raving about the Pittsburgh-Seattle game. Love this Kansas City Oakland game here. I think this goes well over the total. The uh, betting, that's one of the bets I really like, is the over in this game. I think it's one of those games that can cruise over the total, end up in the 60s or 70s, and you're going to want a lot of exposure to it, especially in that game stack type environment. Meet Cole Hardman, minimum price, roll the dice. I think he's productive here against the Raiders. All right, if we like that game, let's go to the other side. We're going to go with tight end Darren Waller, $13. Now, this one will not fly under the radar. and You're not going to have low-owned plays at every single spot in your lineup. I think it's a great teaching point. It's don't be afraid to play some of the guys that are going to be quote-unquote chalk. And I think Darren Waller is certainly going to be that. And a lot of times, chalky guys are chalk because they're great plays, and that's the case here with Darren Waller. Looked outstanding. If you watched that game, looked like a top-five tight end in this league. You know, We watched O.J. Howard last night kind of disappear. I think Darren Waller, can make that ascension into that level of tight ends. And then I want to crown him after one week, but I liked everything I saw. I also like that this guy's on the field. Every single snap in week one, eight targets, seven catches for 70 yards in that week one game. And John Gruden talking him up, wants to get him the ball more. Well, this is a team you certainly are going to be able to do that against the Chiefs. Second most fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. Last season, Darren Waller, a little bit too cheap coming off that Monday night game across the industry for me a cash game lock at this price unless you're going kelsey which i'm not going to fault you for that but at 13 dollars tournament upside as well love this game love darren waller at a cheap 13 dollars price point all right it's time to finish this baby up and take a look at my favorite play here for week two on yahoo but before we do that guys need a couple things from you first subscribe to the channel that gives you access to all the videos. You'll know when they're coming out nice and easy. Second thing, thumbs up the video. If you enjoy your time here in the Fantasy Bar, that's all I ask of you. This doesn't cost you anything free of charge. All I ask, take a second, click that thumbs up button, guys. It really helps us out. That's the old tip jar here in the Fantasy Bar. And it's contest time. That's right. We're running it back. One free week of Roto Grinders Premium or a Roto Grinders t shirt for whoever can get the closest in fantasy points. Don't give me a stat line, I want Yahoo points here for my Beast of the Week. Whoever gets closest is going to take down that week of Premium or the Roto Grinders t shirt absolutely free. So, who are we guessing on? Well, let's take a look at my Beast of the Week. time a lot of times i like to go off the radar give you guys a little a little different something
1: runner grinders dean here it's dean 7904 if you want to get all technical i mean it's 501 on the east coast 201 on the west coast 401 tennessee time which of course that means it's time for the flagship show here at runner grinders it's called grinders live it's sponsored by yahoo and join me today on a friday hopefully he does not suffer from trisket it's one great either what's going on grant
3: how do you not like
1: snickerdoodles yeah, this is our pre-show conversation. Like, it's the most misleading name. Like, if you're imagine picking Snickerdoodle over like Oreo or Reese's Pieces or any of the classics, give me the Snickerdoodle. You're a certifiable madman. It's that's- sugar and
3: it's cinnamon. Two of my favorite things. It's like the cookie version of Fireball.
1: Yeah, I mean seriously. But of all the other options, uh, let's see what the chat says. We're on the Rodergren's chat, and maybe we'll do like a you know a poll later on in the old Twitter machine. You can do that as well. Uh, because we don't have too much time for pleasantries grant it's a 13 game slate. we have to knock out and talk about and we're actually getting squeezed a little bit for time he's going to set up crunch time a little bit earlier today or just the turnover is going to take a little bit longer as far as the process so we're not going to be able to stay all the way around for the full hour grant uh so uh we can't uh, no much not too much shenanigans. but oh, great me. i
3: get to spend less time with you what a terrible disaster
1: you are in the minority, I promise you. If you order a uh, Snickerdoodle as your Blizzard flavor at Dairy Queen, that's absurd. It's, it's still a good one. I, I, it's not on the I board, have... though. Family Feud, That's a big X. I promise you.
3: I mean, I'd probably put it fifth or sixth behind Cotton Candy, behind the two cheesecake types, behind Heath Bar or Caramel Heath Bar.
1: Oreo, and Reese's.
3: Not a huge fan of Oreo Reese's. I mean... McFlurries are fine, but I don't want that in a blizzard. Those are too commonplace. If I'm going for a blizzard, I don't get them that often.
1: We're triggering the chat here at RG. I presume the chat's triggered there at the uh, the old YouTube as well. Feel free to like and subscribe over there. We much appreciate that. Well We'll knock out your questions as well as far as the show. I did mention, Grant, we're sponsored by, uh, by Yahoo. Uh, the football contest this weekend, they have a million-dollar contest going down as far as the NFL. Uh, it's, what, $20 to jump in there. It's out of 50,000 entries, it's only, it's what, 20% full? Uh, As of right now, it's got over $79,000 in overlay. Uh, And of course, it's a no-management fee as well, too. So you might potentially get the combination platter of no-management fee uh, and uh, overlay, which uh, you add that up, Grant, that's the first place you're supposed to play this week, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: Dynamite (laughs) drop-in.
3: What else do I have to say? Yes, I I agree with you.
1: I don't know. That, that that contest is not the snickerdoodle of GPS content, uh, basically. That, that's what I'm getting at.
3: Um, it's not great. Someone's at my door. Well,
1: oh, is that a snickerdoodle? Answer. Did you order postmates pre-show? Uh, because I feel like it wouldn't cover it that fast, would it?
3: No, no, it wouldn't. I mean, unless you know they speed and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you can't have that. The ice cream melt. You get, the key, though, we talked about it. The key, you got to get the. They got to show that it's not going to fall out the cup, right? Otherwise. You got to refuse the blizzard. I think that's how it works.
3: No one cares about that, Dean. It's very No one but you. That's
1: the process. I think that's, that makes it certifiably a blizzard. If they don't turn it upside down, who knows what it is you're getting in a cup. Uh, yeah. So, and of course there's baseball contests there tonight. And then obviously the ones they do actually have management, management fee for as well. Uh, it's not 15, 16%. Most of their contests are around 12%, maybe 13% or so. So the rake is obviously lower in Yahoo as well. Uh, Do want to mention, like, uh, you know, that contest is 150 entries, uh, the the $20 contest as far as football, and I saw a comment in the RG uh, forums by one of the Yahoo reps, like, I don't know if it's going to happen or it's not going to happen, I can't speak for them, but one of the reps said they may have a CSV by Sunday, they may not, they're not sure, but they're working on it. Uh, (laughs) I think that might make some decisions for some people, because making 150 items by hand grant, uh, you know, time time is important, time management is very important, especially for guys like us who you know, you're picking spots and you're spending time. Just on pay pictures. some
3: college kids to input them for you.
1: Well, I mean, is that even, <laughs> is that even are we we're not encouraging that, are we, Grant? I don't think so.
3: I don't know. I don't know if that's against the rules or not.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've not checked. I've not read it. I just kind of clicked accept. I don't know what it says in there to be honest. I just, yeah, whatever. Love, just give me <laughs> I don't know what I signed up for. Have all my data for free. Enjoy it. Um. All right, Grant, enough of this nonsense. Give me an overview as far as tonight's like tonight.
3: Uh, there's a few very good hitting spots. There's a few very good hitters, with one being clearly better than the rest. Uh, there's a few lower price hit, or pitchers that are going to be fairly chalky. They're in good spots. You got Beatty, You got Hauser. They're clearly underpriced. There. You got some interesting Vegas lines with Wainwright going up against Milwaukee, and they're only three point seven nine implied team total. That seems a little bit fishy. Um, you got bad offenses against bad pitchers, which could be fun here in Chicago. Mariners Baltimore and Detroit there's a lot of different ways to go and we have a little bit of weather concern but yeah and then on top of that we got mispriced Yankees
1: yeah so we're going to yield to the weather as far as we're off on crunch time we'll knock that out and you mentioned the, the you know a lot of studs today Grant and you know studs not necessarily in the best matchups per se but the biggest stud of course is Cole who just strikes out the world uh it's got a Kansas City team that has you know some decent power but especially the back half of that lineup it's pretty terrible nine and a half is the K prop for Cole we saw Verlander with, well, different team, obviously, but you know those guys just do the same thing. They strike out the world to give the occasional K, uh, occasional homework, but that's perfectly fine because they'll just strike out the next three dudes. Uh, Scherzer's uh, eight and a half as far as the K prop, and then there's a dip to some big names in Castillo and Syndergaard and Kershaw at six and a half, uh, and also Andrew Heaney in there at six, half, six and a half as well. As far as the general build, I think it's like up high and down low. Uh, you know, one big spend as far as your pitchers, and then probably one of the cheapies that you reference as well. And, I think there's one that stands out. We'll talk about it in a second. But as far as, like, you have all the money in the world, Grant, uh, it's it's Cole, right? That's the guy you want to play. But he's 64 bucks on Yahoo, uh, 57 for Scherzer, then 45 for Castillo, $44 for Eni. Uh, you know, can you make Cole work uh, on, on Yahoo? I think it's a little bit easier to do so on DK, if you're playing that side as well. You know, you kind of subdue it with the second pitcher if you want. Uh, who are you prioritizing amongst the studs?
3: I mean, I'm rolling one lineup on Yahoo, and it's got Garrett Cole in it. Um, it's just that simple the amount of upside is massive there are some drastically underpriced guys at different positions I mean you got Luke Floyd at $12 you got Mason Williams if you want it at $7 you got Van Meter at $7 so you got enough value on the on the board where you can very easily get Cole into your lineup and it's really not terribly hard Uh, I don't mind going down to Scherzer it's honestly not a bad move I don't mind going down to Kershaw I don't mind going down to Castillo all these guys are about priced where they should be. It depends on what bats you want in your lineup and how happy you are with your bats once you get your lineup taken care of. But, like, there's a, all these guys are viable. I'm saying that I'm going with Cole.
1: Yeah, if you can't get the Cole, I think Scherzer's fine. Uh, I assume he's basically fully stretched out, and he went, like, almost 100 pitches last time out. And, you know, I don't like the fact that Marquecas is back for Atlanta because he's a contact hitter and this Atlanta team collectively. Only strikes out at, 21.4%. The only guy that really pops uh, is Acuna, uh, who's obviously awesome, especially when he gets on base. hes I don't know. Is he going for 40 for 40? He's, he's still on bases as well, uh, even more so last night. I think he stole uh, stu- two in the first inning that he banged out last night at the old jack in a bag Jack-in-bags, if you want to make it plural. Uh, and then Flowers as well at 33%. But, you know, it's Scherzer, and he strikes out the world. It doesn't really matter who it is. Of course, he has bigger splits versus righties than lefties as far as his strikeouts. 39.1% versus righties, 30% versus lefties. We're seeing uh, one, two, three, four lefties uh four righties and I guess the pitcher. Um yeah. So. Games
3: the Braves have left. Yeah, he only needs four stolen bases and one home run.
1: Yeah, he's gonna get it. That, that, that's gonna happen. He's gonna and is I think is Conseco the only guy to ever do it. I'm pretty sure he is. I
3: want to say that Alfonso Soriano did it, but that might have just been thirty forty.
1: Oh um, maybe.
3: I don't think Bonds ever did it. Bonds did do it. Bonds Bond did, did it in nineteen ninety six. A-Rod did in 898, and uh, yep, Alfonso Soriano, 46-41, and 41, the best 40-40 season of all time.
1: Arod had that 40-40 season. I did not know he had 40 stone bases in him. I, I, I forgot about that.
3: I mean, that was back with the
1: Mariners. Yeah, when he was, yeah, younger legs, obviously, but... Younger uh, legs, series, but...
3: Less, less steroids in the legs.
1: Well, come on. Alleged- no, I
3: mean, it's just a fact. Same thing with Bonds. He had wheels before he started getting bigger. It's a cumulative effect with steroids.
1: I'm forgetting the name of it, but the, the, the uh, gosh, Billy Corbin, the, the documentarian, he does a great documentary on, uh, on Netflix about it. Uh, the whole Balco thing, it's really good, but uh, I've lost the name. I'm sure somebody on chat will come up with it. But if you're interested in hearing more about it, go ahead and check that out on the old, uh, on the old Netflix. Uh, working our way down, like there's some good names. Like I kind of threw some names out there. and You know, Louis Castillo, I like him a good bit. You know, Syndergaard, the Ks aren't elite, but, you know, he's fine. And you're getting a meaningful discount off him as well, too. And then Kershaw, the case went been up of late, but the price has gone up too. And of course, the matchup's not great versus the Mets either. Uh, Morton versus the Angels—that's somewhat contingent, um, you know, uh, out if Trout cracks the lineup or not. We know Otani's out for the season. That Angels lineup's going to look horrific without uh, if Trout does not make an appearance. Either way, it's going to look like Trout and a bunch of dudes that like aren't very good at baseball. Um, there you go, screwball. Thank you, Chad. Well played. That's what it was called. Also, Chad apparently is saying that like I didn't—I didn't know this is a part of a, a racket, whatever, but. Uh, if you have a blizzard and they turn it upside down and it like, actually falls or drips, you get a free one. I didn't, they're, they're, I'm not trying to work the system. I just I just like that that's their deal. But the, did you know this, Oh, brand? gosh.
3: I, I remember back in the day, Taco Bell. If they didn't uh, ask you if you wanted a drink, you got a free drink. <laughs> I always used to talk really quickly to see if I could throw them off and occasionally get one.
1: <laughs> and
3: it worked a lot, and they were never happy with me. I did not make friends with <laughs> Don't make enemies with your local neighborhood Taco Bell.
1: Well, I mean, there you, there you go. Life lessons, of Grant. It just reminds me of that. There's a scene from Wayne's World where there, it, 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 I don't. Know, it's a really old school reference. So maybe I'll, I'll show it to you later. You have no idea what I'm talking about, probably. But if they get their order, if they get your order wrong, and they're intentionally trying to butcher the order wrong and miss words, but nonetheless, let's get back on track here. It's oh, cool, I do you. remember that. Yeah, there you go. That's, what, that's also
3: cool. what was that one movie where he went in there and he's like, "Dude, where's my car?" Uh, I don't think it was that. But he went in there and he said, "You know, never mind. I won't get into it." But he said his big gulps smelled terrible for some reason. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
1: I remember Dumb and Dumber when he's like, "Big gulps, huh? Okay, then." That's all. That's my only big gulp reference for you. But uh, back, you know, back to baseball, Grant. Again, we only have like 50 minutes or so to work with. The chat's going to help us out with this, obviously. But your favorite pitcher amongst that next grouping? And I like the fact that, you know, Tampa is battling for a playoff spot. And I like the same thing as far as motivation for Scherzer as well, too. I presume they'll let him go uh, if he's pitching well, because Washington, again, they're, they're jockeying for position. They want to get in the playoffs. Same deal with Tampa as far as Charlie Morton. Uh, we know that that Angels lineup, depending on who was rolled out, you might see more K's or less K's than you may expect. Uh, in the mid tier, you have Kershaw, you have Heaney, you have Syndergaard, you have Morton. Who's your favorite amongst that group?
3: Kersh,
1: tell me why it's Kershaw.
3: Um, because he's the best pitcher of the group. Yes, he may not go over a hundred pitches, but he's going up against a Mets team without Alonzo in it. He's been getting up a lot of bombs and walking a lot more guys recently, which is isn't really how he normally pitches here. So I don't really expect it to continue. Uh, this is not a bad matchup. It's a very good ballpark. It's good hitting or it's good pitching weather here. So the bombs are probably not going to come without Alonzo in there and without a whole lot of power and a lot of the concerning guys are lefties. So like Kersh is going to probably draw the lowest ownership of the top guys. And so I'd rather go with him than go with a guy like Morton, who's probably not going to really doesn't have that much upside in him. Um, And then after that probably be Heaney. Uh, Just we've seen what kind of upside he goes or he gets against a team that really struggles with left-handed pitching like he did in Texas and Tampa Bay is a similar team. So, He'd be the next guy i go with, but uh, it's probably Kirsch is my top guy in the 9 to 10K range.
1: Yeah, I want to see these lineups. And as far as specific to Morton, uh, I'd love to see Walsh in there. You know, we have Walsh at uh, – it's not a big sample as far as it, as it bats, but against righties this year in 48 plate appearances, uh, you know, just short of 40% as far as striking out. If we can get Thice in there, that would be awesome as well. Uh, not sure if he's going to crack the lineup, but, you know, he's not projected to do so. But if he does bump up Morton. Uh, but overall, like, and then we're kind of working our way down to the mid-tier. By the way, you're saying the name of it was Ready to Rumble? Is that starting like David uh, – uh, the name of the movie you were talking about with the big gulps, Ready to Rumble, the wrestling Yeah,
3: movie? I think it was David Arquette. It was, David Arquette? It was, yeah. And who was, uh, you
1: thought I was going to get that reference?
3: <laughs> uh, you didn't I, – really? I absolutely expect you to get that reference.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen that movie, but I don't – I tried to block it. It was that. a fantastic movie. Can I tell you, I'm pretty sure I've seen the worst movie of my life last night. Um, was it AI? No. No. I, I, I was fine.
3: AI was the worst movie I've
1: ever seen. You have not seen a lot of movies. I uh, have
3: definitely seen a lot
1: of movies. The Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Puppets are getting murdered. It's, just, it's insanely... Dead. I only saw 20 minutes, to be fair. Maybe maybe business picked up or something. I was rescued by a phone call. and I didn't jump back to it, but... Uh, I do not recommend the Happy Timer. Maybe you have to take some edibles or something like that. I'm not really sure how that works, but uh, uh, it was a disaster. Nonetheless, getting back on track as far as the slate, the mid-tier is kind of like uh, barren. Can we say that? Uh, I don't like the mid-tier so much. I guess you can play Tanaka. I mean, I don't really want to play Bassett. Uh, I, you know, I think it's, you know, the, the, the you know, is meth. I don't really want to pick on Cleveland so much. and He's just not great. It's fine. You know, Sandy Alcantara – he, every once in a while he'll drop that CGSO. is a nice ballpark. So I guess you can play him, but overall he's not very good. Uh, for me, it's just kind of working our way down to um, good old Tyler Beatty. That's the most appealing name in the, in the bottom. That's kind of where I'm at. To tell me I'm wrong as far as the mid-tier.
3: Uh, yeah, the mid-tier is not great. Tanaka is really the only one you can go with. He's been up and down recently, but he's had some upside games at 7.5K. You're not going to get much more upside than Tanaka, considering that he's going up against the Blue Jays, who have a whole lot of strikeouts in their team. He's got the stuff. He's like, if he's on, then he's on. So if you're looking for upside, he's really the only one in that mid-tier range. Everyone else just kind of is mispriced. Alcantara doesn't offer upside. He's not that great with pitchers, just in a good pitcher's ballpark, but so is Miami. So a lot of his numbers are already kind of reflected in that. And then you got guys like Casey who's obviously cores, Wainwright, who somehow has a 3.8 play total against him. I really do not understand that game.
1: No Christian Yelich, man.
3: I, I get that, but yeah, it's like there's still one, two, three, four, five, six lefties going up against a guy that struggles with lefties. I think we're good though. Randall, Grisham's not bad. Moustakis is good. Thames is not bad. Gamel's not terrible. Spangberg's bad. Um, <laughs> But still, like, it just doesn't entirely make sense to me. There's something fishy going on there. But
1: you mentioned Hauser in passing, not to cut you off. You mentioned him in passing, and I think in theory he could be okay. But the thing with Milwaukee's doing, Hauser specifically, they're just not letting their starters go. You know, obviously with the 40 man rosters these days, I'm not really sure how many guys they're rocking in the pen for Milwaukee, but it's probably like 14 or 15. They have plenty of arms. Um, so they're just not letting their starters go deep. That's the tricky part with Hauser. Like, he's not going beyond five. I don't want to say that definitively. Uh, probably a non-zero chance he could go six and he's cruising or something like that. But I just don't feel good about him pitching very deep. Um, so like, just understand what you're going to get. And then now that, that kind of bleeds into Tyler, you know, Tyler Beatty, who like, he's not going to pitch very deep either, but he's got so much context in his favor facing a terrible Marlins team. It's mostly righties. Uh, it's a terrible ballpark to pitch in. His issue is giving up homers. He's facing a team that does not have a lot of power and he's pitching in San Francisco and as far as the splits, we don't line up just yet for Miami. I presume it's going to be like six or seven righties potentially. Hopefully, cross your fingers for a Lewis Brinson appearance. His splits, Grant, uh, as far as lefty righty, lefty K, 16.2%. That's a disaster. We don't like that. But his righty splits, 24.6%. I could talk to that. A lot of righties we're expecting.
3: Yeah, the problem is he's going to be chalk. Um, you can roll with him if you want. He's not a bad play. I mean, I honestly, he's probably your cash SP. To play, but like, I, I'm I don't know if I'm really playing any of them today. I think I'm going to full on fade, and that's just because I'm going really ballsy with my SP2.
1: Well, all right. Well, I'll tell you before you tell us that you're ballsy SP2 you play, I will say, uh, like you talked about, there are some cheap guys on Yahoo specifically. It's easier to do this, a double barrel, you can make that work. You know, the two of the top pitchers, you can make it happen. And you, you reference some of the guys that are super cheap as far as the sticks. Uh, Pinder's is another guy who's still minimum seven K, you know, ag- against Burke in that positive ballpark. He's batting fifth for open. They have a team total of buck six. Uh, I love him. It's like uh, if you're du- if you're going double barrel, he's one of those guys I'll be looking at for sure. Just rolling out a couple lineups there as far as baseball over there uh, on Yahoo. But uh, tell me, your your balls out, uh, you know, Yolo, uh, Ricky Bobby, whatever term you want to use, uh, crap pitcher of the day.
3: As of right now, I have one hundred percent Aaron Brooks.
1: <laughs> and we, we talked is this the Aaron Brooks who used to play for the Houston Rockets the one he used to play for the Oakland Raiders which Aaron Brooks would talk about
3: I think this is actually the baseball one I'm not entirely certain <laughs> but <laughs> I mean he's going up against Detroit Detroit's terrible and just has an absolute mm-hmm. sky high strikeout rate um they're just not good Aaron Brooks has is realistically probably a mediocre pitcher just slightly below mediocre like he's bad but he's not the absolute worst in the league here he's going up against a Detroit team where Brooks struggles with power but he doesn't walk guys so struggling with power going up against a team with almost no power that's a pretty darn good spot there he gets ground balls to lefties grand there aren't any lefties in there and he strikes out right he's at a slightly higher clip but he struggles with fly balls and hard contact when the guys can't hit it out of the ballpark, fly balls turn into outs. It's that simple. So, an absolute terrible team. He's getting a giant, or he's getting a pretty big ballpark upgrade because Baltimore is just Baltimore uh, for a fly ball pitcher. So, yeah, I don't like it, but he's super cheap. He's going to get me twenty points, I think.
1: Well, I'll say this: um, you know, if you look at the look at the plate IQ and you're talking about how bad that Detroit team is against righties, it's all red with a few, like, you know, exception of some greens. But, uh, you know, Castro at the bottom striking out 42% of the time. The greener at 31, Dimitri at 34. Uh, Castro leading off at 23%. There's two Castros. He's not betting twice. They'd be betting out of order, and that would be an automatic out. But 25% collectively. You know, like you said, Brooks, not a big K guy, 18% as far as his So,
3: at this point in the season, with guys getting called up and smaller than average sample sizes, I believe that plate IQ essentially – adds all the plate appearances up and all the numbers together and then divides by nine. So the problem with that is a guy like Castro, we don't know if we expect him to hit 40% strikeouts throughout the course of the season, but he's probably in the high 30s. Demer, Greer, both those guys are mid-30s guys. So like Cabrera's 400 plate appearances during the season and 20% strikeout rate and Lugo's 165 and 18% strikeout rate, drastically lower collectively there's only three guys that are under a 24 percent k rate four guys yeah and the other half the other guys are way higher for the most part
1: it's interesting you say that because i always thought it was like you take, they take the nine numbers and, and like and they put that an average together you're saying that they each a bat that is how they worked out i'm not always really sure how that works it's a good question that's important it's something i
3: i mean just looking at the numbers off the top of my head that's how it appears i mean just looking at the cumulative amount of numbers here, it's roughly 265, and 265 divided by nine is roughly 29.3%.
1: Look at the big brain on Grant. Um, yeah, your former accountant. I guess you don't lose that math. Yeah, it kind of looks funky as well too. And I kind of agree. I would think collect what you're what you're getting at is collectively it probably should be higher than
3: 25%. Yeah, it's realistically closer to 28.3%
1: all right i was getting another movie reference for you you better have got that reference by the way
3: i wasn't paying attention when you spoke
1: you don't even have to pay attention that you just you just hear that and know like that's from the best movie when ever. i'm
3: not paying attention that means i don't hear you
1: subconsciously you should have heard it
3: subconsciously i, I tune you out <laughs> like you've heard of repressed memories well this isn't a memory this is just a <laughs> repressed present <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. You're like the dude from Memento or something like that over there, just trying to forget the, the, the last 10 seconds over and over and over again. Uh, is there anything else that's interesting here? Like, it's a good matchup for Kikuchi, and he's cheap, right? But he's, like, not great, but I guess he's had his moments here and there. And, uh, there are some Ks in that lineup for Chicago. Not sure if they have the uh, – do we know if the Dome's going to be open tonight in Seattle? You to um,
3: I don't think it necessarily matters that much. I think it's 66 degrees there, so – they you might want, open it, but I'm right? guessing it's raining. A
1: picture, don't you huh? want to close if you, you want it closed if you had the if you have the picture?
3: Yeah, I mean closed generally helps, but it's like it, it, that's an open air dome. It really isn't like other domes where it matters that much if it's opened or closed. But what it changes slightly is wind. Um, it doesn't change the temperature. It's the same basic temperature, whether it's open or it's closed. The only difference is the sunlight, if it's coming through, then it slightly increases the temperature. Of the air inside the stadium but it's not to a drastic extent
1: oh yeah it's, it's more like an umbrella right as far as the roof yeah okay that's right uh, I it's like
3: it. a tent like it's like an open air tent instead of an actual camping tent
1: uh final thoughts as far as pitching is there anybody we missed anybody you think it's worth talking about and like I didn't mean to like kind of skim through guys like Castillo you could certainly play Castillo you, can, you know, Haney, we talked about Syndergaard's meaning to play cheaper on, on, a, on Yahoo at 40 bucks, Like, I think you're getting a discount on that. Like, he's one of those guys that you can make work. You can play, you know, Cole and Syndergaard. You can play Cole. Uh, you can play Scherzer and Syndergaard. I think you can play Scherzer and Castillo uh, in two-man lineups, uh, you know, as your as you're one-two as far as pitchers and kind of save some salary. As far as some of the bats, we'll give a few of those, you know, the cheap guys specifically on Yahoo that kind of stand out. But give me, give me a summary as far as the arms.
3: One hundred percent Aaron Brooks. Or if you don't want to do that, Hauser and Beattie are the plays. Up at the top, Garrett Cole's clearly the top option, but pivoting down to Scherzer or Kershaw is not a bad decision either. Um, mid-tier is trash. If you were gonna play anyone from mid tier, you take Tanaka.
1: Yeah, that's probably my favorite mid-tier pitcher too, but you're kind of twisting my arm and forcing me to pick somebody, but I'm with you. Uh, as far as the bats, Grant, before we jump in and go around the horn, I want you to tell me a player, maybe a core player, maybe somebody that's on a team that you like as far as the stack. Where are we looking as far as the bats?
3: I mean, you're looking in a lot of the main places. Uh, it's going to be Coors. It's going to be Houston. It's going to be New York. And it's going to be Oakland. Uh, those are the teams that with the highest implied team totals. They're all up over six. They're all in great spots. Some of them are mispriced one direction or the other. New York's way too cheap. Oakland's a bit too expensive. For the implied total, Padres are actually too cheap. they are cheap bats in all of them. they are expensive bats. You're fine with any of those. If you want off-the-board stacks, you go for kind of the trash teams going up against complete track pitchers. Um, that's my favorite spots to go. It's going to be Baltimore. It's going to be Chicago. And yeah. it's going to be the Mariners. All three of those teams – not great, but all three of those teams have some power and are going up against pitchers that are trash, and they're probably going to draw a little bit of ownership because they are trash. All those teams strike out at a fairly high rate, but they are all have enough cheap guys where it's easy to stack and still get Cole into your lineup. All of them can hit bombs. I mean, just looking at the White Sox, for instance, Anderson Abreu, Eloy, Moncada, all can hit the ball out of the park, and I can't remember who.
1: Even Mendick has some power. He showed some power in the minors.
3: That's what I thought. Um, Also funny name. Um. (laughs) You like Mendick? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like Mendick.
1: Fair question. Um, All right. Uh, Let's jump to Catcher as you're kind of exploring there. And, you know, this is a good time to uh, say, uh, yeah, Catcher's a lot of fun. We do have a cheap uh, catcher in cores both on DK. Uh, Austin Hedges, I think, is like three-one over there. You don't obviously have the roster on Fanduel. Just a side note on that Vandal, uh Oakland's cheap over there as a team. Uh, Oakland's going to be very popular, I think, or like a, a very easy stack to make work with one of the stuck pitchers. Uh, just kind of throwing that out there. But uh, Yahoo specific, we got Hedges. We got Hedges at ten bucks. Butera on the other side at seven. He's terrible, but you know he'll be holding a piece of wood. And he's you know the still minimum in Coors Field. I prefer Hedges. I want to find the three bucks if I can do so. Uh, as far as the bigger spends, you know, you talk about Grandall Lefty versus Wainwright. Not the best ballpark; it's a bit of a ship there in St. Louis. But you know, if you're playing tournaments, no issue with that. And really, who isn't playing tournaments these days? Like even I, I, when I'm starting to push back on cash at this time of year, I feel like basically everybody's doing the same thing. Um, what do you have here as far as uh, as far as as first catchers here? At Grand
3: Over on Yahoo, it's Hedges. Over on other sites, it's probably Hedges. Um, he's three-one. <laughs> he's too cheap. He's the best play on the board, point point for dollar, and it's not even close. Uh, for GPPs, there are a few pivots here. I mean, catcher's not great, but if Castro's in the lineup, going against Savelle has struggled pretty badly, if I remember correctly, versus lefties. He is striking them out at a fairly decent clip, but uh, he gives up some power here. Vote over in um, San Francisco. Not a terrible play. The guy's got some power. Three-eighths, not bad. Uh, there's No Heaney is a guy that strikes out a lot of guys. No strikes out a decent amount but he's getting a ballpark upgrade dude has a lot of power and he gives up fly balls and hard contact at a pretty drastic rate considering for the most part he just throws two pitches and then navarez i already mentioned the teams i like so i think is cisco in the lineup uh
1: cisco for ballpark. cisco is
3: in fact in the lineup zimmerman doesn't drag out lefties at all cisco has some power he's guy I'm looking at the other bad team white Sox. um I guess Zach Collins actually has some power. The problem is it's lefty-lefty. I don't know if I'm going there. I was hoping for McCann or Castillo. Apparently neither of them in the lineup. So Omar is the other guy over in Seattle there going against Covey. Not good. Doesn't strike out any lefties. And if you want to pay all the way up, Wainwright going up against a lefty and Grandall may work out poorly.
1: First base kind of stinks, right, Grant? First base? Considering everybody's basically playing tonight, 13 games, I don't know. I don't think it's very good.
3: Are you talking about first base or catcher?
1: We're jumping. This is a transition. We just went from catcher to first. We're not talking about catcher. I never
3: know if you're just mistaken or transitioning.
1: No, that was, I mean, I, unlike you, I didn't tune you out the entire time. Like, I listened to parts of that. I think I heard a couple names here and there. but uh, So, I, I, this is a, a Yahoo and even DK, I think, too. It's, it's Luke Voigt, right? Luke Voigt's uh, 12 bucks as far as your best dollar-for-dollar dollar value. Uh, we know E5's not in that lineup. Gary Sanchez has a groin, so he's not playing either. It's why that Yankee lineup might look a little bit different. Uh, Anthony Kay is not a guy. That looks like he's going to be much. You know, he doesn't have any promise to him. He's not a big, uh, not a big prospect. He had a good first game, good for him. But I don't think he's going to. You know, not something I'm afraid afraid of. Of course, you're locked in for those nine innings as well. And you know, voight and his power, great ballpark power too. So, to me, Voit is the best play. Uh, I think it's on Yahoo is the best play. And I'm, I'm jumping back and forth as far as different sites. I'm gonna talk about everything we can. Uh, am I hearing music going on in the background or is that just stuff in my head? I'm not really sure.
3: There are things going on in the background. There are things. Okay,
1: thank you for confirming that. I wasn't sure if I needed to get a scan or something, but uh, all right. Tell me what else, who you like. At the. Fir- we're at the first base position now, Grant.
3: I mean, you can go with Hosmer. He's playing over in Colorado going up against Hoss, Hoffman. He's Hoffman's not a good pitcher. It's Coors. He's 4.7K. It's not a terrible price. You won't pay all the way up. Muncie's not a bad play. Over on Yahoo. It's Voight or it's Santana. Don't think about anyone else. It's just not a smart move. If you want to go all the way up, Olsen going to go very low owned in Oakland here. Lefty, lefty, but the dude still has power. And Burke's not really a big strikeout guy versus lefties. And his pitch is don't really show that he's going to be. Um, Vogelbach, I already said, Seattle, love Seattle today. Great spot. Lucchese, a bit of a splits neutral guy to an extent here. So I don't mind Murphy. Well, it will be in course, so his main two pitches versus lefties are a sinker and a curveball. Without those being in there, his out pitches now is changeup, which is less effective to lefties than it is to righties. So Murphy, I don't mind playing at all. He might gr- get a little bit less ownership because it's lefty-lefty mashup, matchup. Austin Nola has some power, much better versus lefties, but he's still a guy that can hit righties, especially bad righties like Dylan Covey. Um, outside of them, like you already mentioned Voigt. He's just the chalk. Or you can go all the way down with a uh, belt going up against Alcantara in a bad ballpark. Or Jesus Aguilar. Again, I already mentioned he strikes out a lot of guys, but he gives them a bunch of fly balls, bunch of hard contact. So Aguilar can hit a ball all the ballpark.
1: So I also want to mention, as far as Hoffman, you mentioned Hosmer. Uh... Hoffman's been distinctly worse versus same-handed uh, you know, batters versus righties as far as the Woba, 453, 381 versus righties. Not good versus lefties, just worse versus righties. So he's been reverse splits. So the righties on San Diego are probably more appealing than lefties, but of course you can play Hosmer as well. Uh, you're not on babysitting duty right now, are you? I hope you're not.
3: No, no, just for some reason there's like four people that came to the door during the show.
1: <laughs> Lots of shenanigans going down.
3: And the, the dog, like, no matter who comes to the door, he barks.
1: They're curious they're naturally curious beings you know
3: well you th- it's even when it's me like he will see me and i'll start barking
1: that, that's how he greets you he's claiming territory and he's greeting you that's all he's happy to see you
3: i don't know if that's true he's a, he's a
1: recognize weird. you of the same species that beard i don't know what it is <laughs> <He's claiming laughs> We do
3: look territory. like brothers me and him
1: <laughs> a keystone position second base what do you have for me
3: second base i mean you can pay all the way up for l2v i mentioned i like houston they're going to be one of the lower owned stacks on the board of the top price stacks because more people are going to go towards the cheaper Yankees or over to Coors or probably over to Oakland. Even uh, we got Greg Garcia batting lead out versus Hoffman. Not a guy with the ton of power, but not a terrible bat, like for 4.2 K leading off in of Coors. Um, lefties have struggled a little bit or Tanaka struggled a little bit more versus lefties. So Biggio, a guy that hits a lot of fly balls can actually do something. I don't mind him at all. Van Meter leading off versus Leak, a guy that doesn't strike out anyone for 3.7 K is way too cheap. Kipnis going up against Odorizzi, a big fly ball guy, not a huge or a decent strikeout guy, but Kipnis doesn't really strike out a whole lot. I don't mind him at all. Pender, if you're not worried about the pinch hit risk, he can hit the ball the ballpark versus a bad lefty Burke in Texas in good weather. And outside of them, like you can go with the trash second baseman for uh, the Rockies for 3K and 3.1K. But I don't know if I'm going there. I don't know if I need to with 100% Aaron Brooks.
1: I'm just going to throw the caution flag up uh, on Ben Meter and, like, also, like, guys like O'Grady We saw last night where they had an opener situation. Once the opener was out, those guys were out of the game. I think they each have won at bat uh, with Cincinnati. And they've been doing that as far as double swapping, um, you know, guys in and out. You know, so just be cautious of that. We know the bench is deeper. So I'm concerned with some of the like, – Oh, Grady's not. I mean, once Leak is out of the game, well, I mean, I guess if a lefty enters the game, he's gone. Uh, same deal with Van Meter. I think Irvin would come in. Irvin's been hitting lefties well. So, like, that's going to I mean, happen. that's
3: the thing. Leak isn't really a guy that strikes out or that walks too many guys or strikes out guys. He just kind of throws strikes. So, we can go later into the game. There's a decent shot that if he's still in the game in the seventh inning, then Van Meter's probably not – probably didn't do a whole lot. But if he's not in the game of the seventh thing, that probably means Van Meter did something. Plus, lefties have to come in. Like, there's a whole lot of different things. The pinch hit risk is probably closer to twenty percent, which is still relatively high. But you're getting at least a thirty percent discount on twenty well,
1: percent. What discount. I'm saying is, he, yeah, yeah, you're right. And like, he's not. Yeah, he's probably going to see three at bats. I'm just, I'm just. Last night was specific because there was an opener, once the opener was gone, he was gone, and so was uh, O'Grady. And maybe some other guys as well. And again, the benches are a lot deeper where coaches can do that. Even Cincinnati, who. They're just playing out yeah. straight. The opener was a
3: little bit different situation because we all knew that a lefty was coming in afterwards.
1: Tommy Malone. Uh, yeah. Hot corner, third base, Grant. What say you?
3: Third corner, I mean, Arenado. Um, he's a, the top raw Points play. Him and Bregman, like, if you want to pay up, or Machado. All of them are great. I'm a big fan for tournaments of Chapman. Where's Chapman? Why don't I see Chapman?
1: He's, he's playing baseball tonight for the uh... – oh, wait, is Chapman not – I thought I, I could have sworn he was in the lot before. Did he get taken out? I. Matt Chapman, right?
3: Yeah, I guess he's not in there. Wow.
1: Wasn't he in there like a half hour ago, or am I just imagining that?
3: I think I mentioned it. The lineup came out like 45 minutes ago, and I remember seeing Loreno hitting second, but they might have switched the lineup. Now, Chat, you can tell me so –
1: Doesn't matter. Now I'm
3: just going chalk. I'm going Machado. I'm going Arenado. I'm going Bregman. I really, really like Chapman, but now that's just not going to happen. Um, you can go Candelario for three point three K if you really want to pay down. But I was pretty much all over Chapman. I guess I'll probably end up pivoting to Solak a bit. Bassett, he's probably worse to lefties, but he's not like. It's not a terrible matchup for righties either. I mean, he is a big ground ball pitcher, but Solak can hit the ball in the air and he can hit the ball at the bell park. So I don't mind it too much. He has a smaller K rate and a higher hard contact rate. A lot of his numbers, like his ISO numbers and his Woba numbers are because he plays over in Oakland a whole lot. and Now he's getting Texas. So it's not quite the same scenario. So I don't mind Solak there at 4.3K. He's going to get fairly low ownership and I'll probably swap over to him.
1: Yeah, uh, Solak, of course, uh, facing Bassett, a.k.a. the Hound, who might—I I thought the Hound was in your house right now, so all the shenanigans going on in the back. The hound,
3: my, a hound is, in fact, in my house. I've had five people now come to the
1: door. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see that famous clip where this guy's like giving like a very serious take on like science or something like that, and his daughter comes through the door, and he starts freaking out? It's the whole thing. That's what I'm picturing, but good thing you have the backdrop blocking things, so that's not going to happen. Uh, anything else of note as, as far as third base that we should talk about or shall we move on and talk about the old uh, shortstop? Because once again, you know, Arenado obviously at home versus lefties. That's a big deal. Same same story with story story uh, against Lucchese. He's a uh, you know, batting leadoff there. Hampson batting second, by the way. No, uh, no Charlie Blackman in that lineup. Cross him off the list if you're considering him. Is that what we're starting, Trevor Story? And he's 21 bucks on Yahoo, which is perfectly reasonable to me because, you know, the ceiling's 27. Pretty good discount there at home versus lefties.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Story is uh, definitely the top option. raw points followed by Bregman. It's kind of the same situation. Like the Houston guys are more expensive than the Coors guys for some reason. Well, not for some reason, because they're Houston. Uh, so I like using Houston more as a tournament pivot and then Machado down there, 4.8 K. He's your guy over on Yahoo, probably too. Um, for third base. I probably should mention that uh, over on Yahoo. You can also go with Elvis Andrus uh, for nine bucks. Not a terrible idea, but you're probably going up to story. Outside of them, like, I'm probably using a bit of Crawford going up against Covey because Covey's just terrible. Uh, I don't mind Seager going up against Cindergaard. He's going to go low on. Cindergaard struggles a little bit, slightly more versus Lefty. Seager's a good bat. And so I don't mind going with him. With Hampson batting second um, and Rika batting sixth. Like, they're so cheap that if you can't get up to story, you can go ahead and use them, but. That's really it.
1: Uh, we didn't mention him as far as first base, but Jesus Aguiar is another severe. I did mention him, thanks
3: for listening. And,
1: well, I wasn't listening at the time, but uh, what's his name? Nate, one of the brothers. I can't think of the guy's last name. Or, what? They, they sound different. Lau. Lau. Yeah, one of the lows or the Lau's. He's going to spell uh, Aguiar if it's a situation that calls for it. If the score is like 15 to 2, whatever, who knows. But if it's a pressure situation, for sure, Aguiar is gone. If Randy comes in, just kind of throwing it out there. And you mentioned Machado, specifically Yahoo uh was it 16 bucks that's yep. very reasonable in course of course it's going to be chalky to some extent but it's a really solid play as well Variants, yada 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 take that new account and your your tournament lineups um anything else of note before we jump on to the outfield
3: no let's jump on out to the outfield
1: i would say we haven't really talked about the astros and maybe you haven't i was i
3: literally have almost every single position <laughs>
1: I'm razzing you. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got me good there, Dean. It doesn't happen too often, but you got me good.
1: I, I don't, you know, again, there's a lot of guys playing outfield tonight, like 70-ish. You're, you're the accountant. You can do the math. Three times 26. That's above my, uh, that's what, at least 78. 78. Um, yeah. Plus,
3: there's, on top of that, half the teams are there with DHS, which roughly 50% of them are outfield eligible, so you can add what an extra 12 in there
1: the point I'm making is like of that grouping it's like there's a lot of good players that are not in great matchups right you got Acuna I love Acuna but he's facing you know Scherzer can you play in tournaments obviously you can't love Bellinger he's 19 bucks on Yahoo 19 for Bellinger it's an amazing price but he's facing Syndergaard who wants to face Syndergaard but again absolutely in tournaments you can play that what do we like as far as like the good price the good talent and the good matchup as far as the outfield because there's not a lot of love considering there's so many guys
3: I mean, on DK, it's, like, Dwight Smith Jr., Van Meter, Grisham, Pender. Like, on Yahoo, it's Mason Williams, Pender, Van Meter, if you need Ben Price guys, or Chris Davis. Chris Davis is viable on both sides if you still are playing him and still button for punishment. Uh, over on DK, it's a lot of the uh, San Diego guys. Naylor, batting six versus Hoffman, I like. Martini just because it's Coors batting second. I like him. Um,
1: he's terrible, he's but yeah, he's, he's cheap and he's in course.
3: Yeah, over on DK, one of the top options is Desmond. Uh, 4.3K going up against a lefty. He's crushed lefty so far this year. I think he has like 280 ISO and like a 370 Woba, something like that, but good numbers regardless. Um, you can go with uh, some of the other Oakland guys. Like You can do a full outfield stack. You can go lariano You can go uh, with Canha, You already mentioned Acuna, but, yeah, it's a tough matchup for Scherzer. I'm not going to go there. Both Brantley and Alvarez, lefty-lefty matchups, probably going to draw lower ownership. But Alvarez can hit the ball out of the ballpark anytime, and Brantley's still a very good bat. Springer over on the other side, but there's guys all over the place. If you want to go off the board, go with Dodgers bats.
1: I'm bummed there's no, uh, no Aaron Judge today. I liked him a good bit, and he's really cheap in certain spots, but crossed him off the list. Definitely a different Yankee lineup that's being rolled out today. Going to do a little screen share, Grant. Feel free to play along at home. Uh, I have the lineup HQ pulled up. Uh, as far as extreme hitters, umpires, we have uh, for the Texas game, for Oakland and Texas, extreme hitters, and it's hot there as well, close to 90 degrees, which is especially hot this time of year, as well as the Cleveland uh, Odorizzi. Odorizzi versus Savali. That's extreme hitters. No other extremes. Not all the uh, umpire in, in, uh, in just yet. There's some West Coast games that we don't know who's going to be behind home plate just yet. You can't predict it. Uh, of course, the next day you just Brooks
3: know. has a pitching umpire.
1: Well, he needs a lot more help than that, but yeah, I guess he's playable. Yeah,
3: he's getting help. He has Detroit as an opponent.
1: Yes, um, I, I, here's a uh, one cheese is good. Dave Potts. He will not be on a uh, crunch time. It's gonna be Cardi later. But as his core plays, as far as pitchers, he just has two Heady and Court uh, Cole, Cole. Just telling you to play those two dudes. I like them as well. Uh, I might have Heady on the outside looking up in. Not really sure. Uh, Noto has Scherzer. He's taking a stand there. It's Coral patrol, of course, tournament guy. He's got Beatty in there with Scherzer, Cole, and Syndergaard. Tuttle with the cheapies. Yeah, just a bunch of oh yeah, your boy Brooks is in there. There you go. Tuttle, shot out for you. Uh, Tuttle you, gets it. Tuttle uh, gets it. Just a bunch of nonsense in there. But hey, if you live in the world of a salary crap. Uh, cross that one off. Was it's it nonsense?
3: Crazy. Brooks is going to pull a Sparkman tonight.
1: Well, what, what does that mean? I know one time he had a CGSO, but he was also terrible a lot of times, too. So what exactly is a Sparkman?
3: That means he's going to probably end up with 30 points at near mid-price.
1: All right. Sounds exciting. I'm enthused. Uh, and she's his favorite core hitters. Hey, it's all the guys we talked about, right? Machado, Story, Desmond, and Voit. This, again, specific to Yahoo for what it's worth. Uh, we can keep this up, I suppose, as we're fielding questions. Uh, some questions rolling in, chat. This one's important. This, this feels like a question you can handle. Actually, you might not, because I don't believe they're out west, and you probably don't know what it is. Uh, IHOP, you should be aware of. Bob Evans, are you aware of Bob Evans?
3: I'm not aware of Bob Evans, but I'm a big fan of IHOP. Strangely enough, don't like pancakes, but crepes.
1: Crepes? Oh, okay. Yeah, so.
3: they're really thin pancakes.
1: Oh no, I know. Don't, don't, don't condescend me. I know what a crepe is.
3: <laughs> I, I, I was, I was quoting Dalai uh, Nights.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, those are delicious
3: can you just say that you like uh, really thin pancakes
1: <laughs> you had some crepes this morning i'm like oh yeah i love those things they are delicious um i don't know what a weird yeah bob evans i i don't i i didn't know that was a breakfast place i it's in the south i think and i don't know if i've ever been there it, it, i think i else. knew a
3: bob evans
1: well uh, yeah this is a restaurant I'm, it's probably not the same guy it's a it feels like a podcast. yeah
3: obviously it's not the same guy it's like i know a wendy but i don't think she owns wendy's
1: does she have red hair
3: I do know a Wendy with red hair, I think.
1: Got, or I haven't like, met a Wendy right? with red hair. Dave, like,
3: you might want to dye that. You know that, right?
1: <laughs> what do you, you can't name your red daughter Wendy, right? I don't know. Well, I guess you can. You can do I
3: mean, that. maybe if Wendy's is your favorite restaurant, I would.
1: What, um, yeah. Apparently, if Bob Evans is in the, the north, too, apparently. It's in the north, and it's on the east coast. Well, how, Does Cracker Barrel change things for you, Grant?
3: I like crackle, Cracker Barrel, but I haven't had it in a long time
1: i don't think they have that out west either i'm fairly certain they don't i could be wrong they don't yeah you guys are missing out but you have in and out burger that's all that matters apparently
3: oh gosh there's one coming to denver in the summer of 2020
1: <laughs> why do you know that
3: <laughs> there's few things i care about in life as much as in and out
1: are you all about that animal style life
3: oh yeah animal style fries is the way to go
1: oh but it's like isn't it like yellow cheese Ugh, gross
3: you can get it without
1: but that's animal style isn't it
3: you can get animal style without things. It's extra pickles. I get mine without pickles because pickles those
1: things. All right. There's nobody asking baseball questions. They're just asking about food in the chat. I will
3: happily answer any food question, guys.
1: Any Any football questions? Are you? We able to field those as well? Are you prepared for football?
3: I'm, I mean, I did a podcast of the beginning week with some real jackies.
1: You know, speaking of football, like everybody here, at the RG team, we're all, we're also proud of, of Head Chopper. Like he won the million dollars and you know you I saw you put a tweet out there it was almost like you were like begrudged them and it was almost like you're negative about it like you weren't applauding you know synergy man. you're supposed to like you know be appreciative of your coworkers. and they win a million dollars and I don't want to say you sounded bitter or angry but uh you know is there something you want to explain there or?
3: I'm looking out for him he can't have too big of a head there <laughs> we all know that head chopper is not the most humble person in the world I can't <laughs> let things get to his head I got to keep him grounded
1: he actually is though at least I think he is. I don't know. I don't know if he's sarcastic or not but
3: he's I, like the most I mean, I guess player. he's you know? I don't know if humble's the right word. Word he is one of the most laid back guys at RG, him and Nodo probably. I yes. guess humble is a decent word for it.
1: You're much more fun than we are. Uh favorite contrarian stack?
3: Uh Chicago White
1: Sox. Uh favorite mid-tier pitching. And we kind of said that's sort of to some like, it's an oxymoron, right? It's Tanaka. Yeah, but like you don't love it, but you got to pick somebody.
3: Yeah. yeah what is the
1: what's the Snickers a, a stack of the slate?
3: Uh, the stack, underappreciated gonna... one. It's the Mariners.
1: <laughs> the underappreciated one. The, Mariners. the one that
3: Dean doesn't like. That most people do. It's it's, it's the a, Mariners. It's
1: a ridiculous name. It's misleading. You think of Snickers, it has nothing to do with Snickers. It's not even good. Like if you're gonna have those calories, at least have a good treat. Have it, have it be enjoyable.
3: How uh, do you like sugar cookies?
1: Yeah, sure, but like that's it's a
3: sugar cookie with cinnamon.
1: It's it's fine, whatever. Then call it cinnamon a cinnamon cookie. Don't call it a snickerdoodle.
3: Oh, you can't have fun names.
1: (laughs) Things can't be fun for you. (laughs) Get off my lawn with your snickerdoodle. Uh, Give me things have to be
3: accurate. Is almond joy your favorite?
1: Oh. It's coconut, candy. I'm out. Almond joy, deal breaker. No, why would I, I, I do want coconut with? with I like
3: coconut on things. I like almonds on things, but I don't like almond joys.
1: Are you more of a um, what's mounds kind of guy?
3: I'm not a big fan of mounds either.
1: <laughs> yeah, both. I could just you know, you know I don't I don't have interest in either. Those are like the duds and like uh, you know you get the box of chocolates and you don't read the top. You just want to like just grab one. Those are the duds, right? The ones that yeah. yeah
3: coconut just doesn't really go with chocolate for me.
1: Uh, low owned pitchers tonight on DK as far as cheap, uh, GPP guys. We can a quick peak. What's that? Dan Brooks. Well, how about like just low owned, not not, not necessarily a cheap guy. I'm, I'm going to pull up what we have as far as ownership and trying to do that in the fly for the people. I don't know if you have that in front of you. Ask, they asked for DK specifically. Again, we got to step aside in just a minute or two because we got to make
3: low owned. There's in fact nothing good. Um, you can go with Seville. Good enough pitcher going up against a tough team. He's going to be a, if he is in fact under one percent owned, then he could potentially do something, but no one else is really owned. It's Tanaka, if you want to go to the mid tier. Um Morton, but I still am not doing it. Like I'm not going low owned except for Aaron Brooks, who we currently have at eleven percent, but I doubt he gets to eight.
1: Yeah, I see Kikuchi at 14%. Like everybody's going Josie
3: Wales. Ban Josie Wales.
1: What?
3: Ban Josie Wales. Who has the power to do that?
1: I don't, I'm probably a, I'm probably a moderator, but yeah, oh, because he thinks in In and Out here. she thinks In and Out thinks, uh, Burger is not is the vote. Yeah, that that's that's it. <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't impressed with the word it's worth. I had it, but like I don't like cheese. You don't like yellow cheese. Yeah, so I was like, man, eh, it was. You cold.
3: have the taste buds of four-year-old <laughs> a four year old child, a four year old sheltered spoiled child.
1: For what's worth, <laughs> I've done a survey. As far as other cheap guys, Syndergaard's twelve percent on DK, Haney's seven percent, Tanaka at seven percent is pretty appealing. Uh, Alcantara at six percent, but his price is a little boosted up there in DK. The Hound at two percent—that's interesting. Bassett, don't hate that. Uh, I do.
3: Extreme hitters, umpire. Well, Texas Texas.
1: sucks. Texas. Texas
3: has power though. Bassett kind of sucks.
1: Uh, And of course, I bet that
3: Aaron Brooks outscores Bassett. You want to do a beer
1: bet with that? well i'm not currently drinking beer i'm on the wagon i can chug like a protein shake
3: what about chugging a white cloth
1: <laughs> no i come on i don't drink that stuff
3: uh gosh um i'll think of
1: we'll think of something the most popular combination though on dk and possibly yahoo as well too is going to be cole and Beatty or like scherzer and Beatty. those are the three top guys and beady's gonna be super popular and you're right Beatty's not great but he does have good K's against righties the Marlins stink they're mostly right-handed the ballpark is not conducive to hitting uh give me give me a hot take as far as football and a hot take as far as baseball as you step aside to make way for crunch time
3: football cardinals put up 30 points baseball mariners or white Sox game stack wins the slate
1: he's grant on dean uh stay tuned for uh crunch time with roth nope it's roth and cardi he'll give me some weather it's me me and cardi now what oh two?
3: yeah i think roth's having some issues Uh know Roth will be there for weather, but I'll be answering questions.
1: All right. I think he's like on a dock, right? Is he like boating or something like that? Like maybe he's getting back a funky connection of some sort. I hope I didn't out him. I think he said that yesterday in crunch time, so maybe he's getting the funky uh, connection. But uh, football this weekend, obviously, it's going to be good times. That's it. Enjoy your baseball. Enjoy your weekend. We're out of here. Holler. I just. Thank you.